You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have a transformative week full of planetary transits. We have a bunch going on this week. Taurus season begins, allowing us to gain an ego boost through our resources and to build confidence through consistency. There will be a second new moon in Aries. This one's coming in the form of a solar eclipse which will allow us to take a second look on the things that we couldn't start over that last new moon in Aries back on March 21st. Of course, I will be making a separate podcast and video for this one. So stay tuned. And Mercury is going retrograde in Taurus, causing us to re-examine how we manage our resources. Even though there's a lot going on this week, the vibes on the graph are somewhat minimal compared to what they were last week. Romance is popping up on the 17th all the way to the 18th. We have a Jupiter-Venus alignment that's going to be causing some of this to feel a little overinflated when it comes to love but nonetheless it'll be a romantic tone to that 24-hour period in the beginning of the week solitude is popping up twice during this week it will appear on the 19th all the way up until the 20th and then we'll have it on the 21st going all the way up until the 22nd with saturday being the highest in terms of solitude we have a lot of moon alignments this week so we could be in our fields throughout the week we also have that solar eclipse on the 19th and the solar eclipse has its own power to it it definitely packs a punch so there could be moments where we're really needing space especially on that saturday the day will feel as though we need some time to ourselves we just may not be in the mood to talk to people although the moon will be in Gemini and Gemini is a chatty energy we won't necessarily feel the chattiness of that energy until later in the night on Saturday but I will get to that when I look at that aspect we have a steady stream of family and friends popping up through this week it goes all the way up until about the 21st and then of course we hit that spike of solitude this could be a week again where there's a lot of interactions regarding family and friends a lot of thoughts about family and friends so it could be about finding ways to get together with them or patching certain things up if something's gone a little weird this week especially with the mercury retrograde and an eclipse and mental energy will intersect that solitude energy from the 22nd all the way to the 23rd so this could be a week again we're in our heads about things but we may find some sort of solutions to that as we get to the 23rd in terms of solving complexities so yeah this is going to be a colorful week for sure let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect as a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. Monday's bringing in an over-the-top alignment between Venus and Jupiter that might pronounce the need to do the most. As I was saying before with the vibes on the graph and the romantic energy that's there, Venus and Jupiter are in a complex alignment with one another. And when Venus and Jupiter do complex alignments to one another, they're not as bitey or gloomy as like a Mars-Saturn situation or a Mars-Pluto situation. However, it comes with certain issues that could be problematic down the line. And what I mean by that is Venus and Jupiter have a celebratory vibe to them. And so when they get together in harmonious alignments, it's all good and great. But when they get together in harder alignments, there could be an issue with overindulging. So it could lead to issues like feeling sick from eating too much, feeling hungover from drinking too much, spending more money than you should, and over-the-top antics that gets on other people's nerves. So in a romantic sense with this, it can feel as though someone may be laying it on thick. And that in itself can be annoying because it feels disingenuous, number one. And number two, it just feels as though they're buttering you up for something. So that could be problematic within this energy. I'm not saying that some of the over-the-top displays of affection when it comes down to romance won't be fun and cool and nice. 
but we could have some moments where we're dealing with someone who's just, in a lot of ways, a little love bombing. And of course, it doesn't have to be in the narcissistic personality sense, but it can feel as though it's just over the top and it's just doing the most. And with this intimacy-wise, that can also be an issue too, because it can take on an insatiable tone, which sometimes that's not a problem, and other times that may be problematic, so it can get a little awkward in this energy for that reason. But either way, have fun with this energy, because it is a fun energy. It causes us to be excitement-seeking in a lot of ways. At the same time, just be aware of how much you're overdoing it when it comes down to the things I mentioned. On the 18th, we have a moon in Pisces. And that moon will be in Pisces until 6 p.m. Pacific. But either way, we open up most of the 18th with this Pisces influence around us. So this is going to bring in an air of spirituality. This is going to give us the urge to get in touch with our mystical side. We might feel the urge to do creative things like art, poetry, writing, and to lose ourselves in music or binge watch our favorite shows or really get into an in-depth film that has an immersive tone to it. And it'll feel essential to have those feel-good things to help us feel steady and grounded because this moon will form a semi-square to Uranus, which could create some situations where we feel off-kilter. Our emotions might feel erratic at moments, so we're going to need something to mellow us out in a lot of ways. But luckily, this moon is making harmonious connections to Neptune and Pluto, so this could help us in terms of grounding our energy, working on healing things that are causing us to feel emotionally off, and also working on our coping skills. That way we're not feeling so triggered by everything that might be affecting us and causing us to feel extra sensitive to things that we need to let roll off our backs. And again, by 6 p.m., the tone will change and shift because the moon is going into Aries. So this is going to bring in a hyperactive tone to the evening. So if we weren't feeling motivated while that moon was in Pisces, this will give us the energy we need to get things done. Not the best time because it's the evening for some people, but this will definitely rev us up a little bit more at that time of night. This moon will eventually become a solar eclipse which will add to the potency of the 19th. And of course, like I said earlier, I will definitely make a separate podcast video for this. On the 20th, the sun enters Taurus. Happy birthday, Tauruses. It's your time to shine luxuriously. As we leave the sensation-seeking, reckless, take-no-prisoners approach of Aries, we shift to a more easier approach that's seeking to have the softer life and the finer things as well. So our egos gain a considerable boost from comfort, stability, our resources, and how we earn money. This is a fixed sign that puts us at the peak of spring, and this is the period where we don't feel as erratic or urgent to make changes or to to get things going. This is a time where we feel more relaxed and we feel more comfortable and confident within the energy that we're in. So our need for consistency and reliability is going to be ramped up under this energy and there will be a tremendous need for tranquility in our lives. Taurus offers us the opportunity to take a less turbulent approach regarding how we boost our ego. We gain our sense of self through internal validation. So we get a considerable boost when it comes down to building up our self-esteem, our self-worth, and realizing the value that we bring to the table under this energy. And for this reason, we feel more at ease about ourselves. We feel more at peace with ourselves. And so under this influence, it's easier to take a break on the things that bog us down, the things that are heavy, the things that are strenuous, and that don't allow us to capitalize on the softer elements of life. This is why we feel less guilty in Taurus for taking a break, just relaxing, indulging in our favorite comfort foods, our favorite treats, splurging on higher-end items, and seeing the value of improving our quality of life overall. So through Taurus season, 
we might have the urge to take better care of ourselves. Of course, the indulgent part is a neutral expression, but sometimes you need to take a step back and treat yourself. Sometimes you need to baby yourself. Sometimes you just need that extra piece of chocolate. Sometimes you just need to take a longer time in that bubble bath. And sometimes you just need to slow down and take a moment to just relax and recover from burnout because our living in a hustle and bustle society, which there is nothing wrong with that as a person with hustle bustle energy, I'm all for the grind. But at the same time, it's important to take the time out to recoup, relax, and rejuvenate your energy. So under this influence, we may take the time to fix issues with work-life balance. This could be a time of recovering from an erratic schedule and other things that have left us inconsistent in our life. Taurus, again, chases dependability. So this could be a time where you're looking for more reliable things in your life, whether that's romantic relationships, whether that has to do with your job situation, your sleep pattern. This could be a time where you're working on building up more consistency in those areas. Another great thing with Taurus energy is it has rock-solid boundaries. And a lot of that has to do with comfort zones. So what makes a Taurus uncomfortable is a non negotiable, resulting in saying no to things that cause discomfort. So this might be a period where you're standing your ground in situations where people try to pull you out of your comfort zone. Obviously, that could be a bad thing. Sometimes that could be a good thing. But on the healthy end of this, it could be situations where it's creating comfort for someone else, but it's putting us out completely. So in situations when you're dealing with someone who's more concerned about how they feel versus how it's going to make you feel, this will be your opportunity to say no to things that are completely disruptive to you. Self-respect is also very huge in this energy, which is another reason why it's very comfortable and standing strong in its convictions when something isn't okay. So this could be a time where you're learning how to respect yourself more. You're understanding your worth. You're understanding the value you bring to a situation, causing you to reject situations that are disrespectful. Or taking the time out to examine how you can get out of situations that undermine your confidence. And of course, that leads me to the lower expression of this energy. The thing with Taurus is you cannot take Taurus out of its comfort zone. Once it becomes comfortable in something, it makes its mind up about something. There is no moving it. So this could be a time where going too slow becomes problematic. Sure, slow and steady wins the race. At the same time, there are periods in life where we definitely need to pick up that pace. So this could be problematic within this energy. Also, this energy, again, is very stubborn. So when it's locked into something, there's no changing its mind. And there could be moments where we need to make those changes. There could be moments where we need to get out of our comfort zone because it's going to improve our lives. It's going to enhance our lives rather than creating problems, rather than creating turmoil. We also need to be aware of being over overly indulgent. And the indulgence part, like I said before, there's nothing wrong with having an extra piece of chocolate. There's nothing wrong with, you know, treating yourself overall. At the same time, this energy can be extremely indulgent and that could become problematic down the line. And we have to be aware of our inner snob coming out within this energy because sometimes that does tend to happen because this energy is all about quality and seeking the best. Sometimes that can also manifest in a way where we might feel too good to try something. We might be a little more puffed up than normal and feel like because something might be cheaper, it's chintzy and so... It's somewhat beneath us. And so we have to be aware of that within this energy. Other than that, let's use this for all of its positive qualities and take a moment or two to recoup from being in constant go mode. And if you couldn't get enough of Taurus vibes on the 21st, Mercury is going retrograde in Taurus. So we've got the mercurial version of this, but in the retrograde form, causing us to re-examine Taurian energies in our lives that need a resolution. Mercury went into pre-shadow on April 7th, so think back to what Taurian themes were popping up in your life over this last couple of weeks. 
has this been a period where you've been reassessing your money situations? In other words, has this been a period where you've been either working on money noise and your relationship to money overall? Or has this been a period where you've been working on building your finances back up, getting back on track when it comes down to financial situations and reconsidering the way you earn money? Has this been a time where you've been reassessing your values? And this could be reassessing your values when it comes down to romantic relationships, when it comes down to any of your other relationships, when it comes down to other things that you feel are important in your personal life or your work situation, just overall your living situation. It also be a time where you're wondering if you're being valued by others as well. This is a period that makes us look at what we're consuming. And so this could be the things that we're consuming and is it good for our mental health because we're dealing with mercury. So this has a lot to do with our thoughts. This has a lot to do with the way we solve problems. This has a lot to do with the stuff that we're absorbing materials wise, the stuff that stimulates us. So this could be a period where you're looking at that and making sure that you're streaming the right things for your mind. And speaking of which, this could be a time where you're trying to mellow out mentally, especially if you've had an overactive mind, if you're recovering from a lot of stress, this may be a period where you're looking to recoup your mental state. Have there been miscommunication problems when it comes down to our relationships? Even though we associate Venus and Taurus, Venus with Libra and relationships, Taurus is also ruled by Venus and it's not necessarily the relationship side. However, because of the Venusian qualities, we could be looking at relationship situations that need some sort of resolution to them, especially when it comes down to Taurian themes within our relationships. So yes, also, this is a Mercury retrograde word. X can pop back up. So it might come up in terms of a Taurian situation with an X that needs to be resolved. And because this is Taurus's energy, this could be a period of looking at how to break out of ruts. Taurus energy on the lower end, lower vibrational end, it can get into ruts. It could not, there could be moments with not wanting to get out of a comfort zone. And so with this, we could be looking at ways to get out of mental ruts, break out of a pattern of stuck thinking and work on having more of a growth mindset than a fixed mindset. And over this shadow period, has this been a time where you've been looking at ways to boost your self-esteem and build up issues with self-worth? So over the retrograde, these are themes that are going to pop up around us and issues that we might have noticed during the shadow period. But now that this retrograde is in full swing, it's time to work on these scenarios. The signs that'll feel this the most will be the fixed modality. Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, between 4 to 16 degrees of these placements. So if you have planets in these signs, you'll feel this retrograde more than others. Mercury goes direct on May 15th and will leave its post shadow on May 31st. So we have a real extended stint in Taurus with Mercury, like I was saying at the beginning of the month. Mercury went into Taurus around April 3rd, so we have close to two months in this energy. But at least when we get to the second half of May, we'll be able to enjoy Mercury in Taurus for all its lovely qualities. Over the weekend, the moon's going to go into Gemini. Gemini energy combined with the moon is normally a very playful energy and an easy energy, but on Saturday, it's going to have a mixed tone to it due to an alignment it's making with Saturn. Saturday can open up with a gloomy tone because this moon is going to make a square to Saturn and it could have us in our heads. We could be overthinking things. We could feel the need to just not communicate with people since this moon is in Gemini and it has a lot to do with our thoughts and communication and it's aligning with Saturn and Pisces. This could be a day where our thoughts might not be in reality. And so we might be catastrophizing a situation and maybe making it seem more severe than it actually is. And this will put us in a place where we're just not open to communication. We're not open to talking to people. We're just wanting to stick to ourselves, which again was why that solitude energy was spiking up on Saturday. 
along with that mental energy. This moon will be making a connection with Pluto as well, which will help us in a lot of ways in terms of transforming our thinking and trying to upgrade our circumstances. And by the time we get to the later part of the day, this moon will come off that square to Saturn and it'll start connecting to Venus and then eventually Jupiter the next day, which will put us in the mood to just go out and have fun and maybe overcompensate that feeling that we were feeling earlier. And then what I mean by that is we may try to do a little bit of overcorrection and go all out in terms of fun. But hey, that's better than feeling like crap. And with that, Sunday has a nice tone to it. It has a very Sunday fun day tone. We're going to be craving variety, socializing, need to engage in witty banter, and overall take a more upbeat approach to life, take a more playful approach to life, and feel like ourselves again. And because of the way this moon is connecting to Chiron, it'll be a need to heal and shake off whatever was bogging us down. So all of this is very welcome after the vibes of Saturday. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever. Later and see you in the next episode.